0: This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide-format printing for signs, as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? Visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise, or call 208-IMPRINT. That's 208-467-7468. Welcome to Armed with Truth, a podcast for youth. I'm your host, Lisa Brunil. My goal here is to empower the youth of today to become a sin-resistant generation. You youth are bombarded by Satan's temptations on every side, especially when it comes to immorality, lust, and pornography. I wanna talk about truths that can strengthen you, safeguard you, and bring greater power into your life through the Savior Jesus Christ. Let's get started and be armed with truth. Today's episode is all about the truths surrounding faith in Jesus Christ. Ask yourself, what is Heavenly Father's personal message for you right now in this episode? The Holy Ghost will testify to you of the exact message that Heavenly Father has for you right now today. Today's world is full of problems, difficulties, and darkness. We can see it all around us, but all the calamities, the pain, and fear, All the uncertainty, the conflict and the division, all of the trauma and heartache and sadness, the injustice and the temptation, the evil and all of the sin that exists in the world, they all have the same answer. Jesus Christ. He is the answer. The power of Jesus Christ and his atonement are greater than any of these things. Even greater than all of these things combined. If we stop and just contemplate the magnitude of Christ's power, it is absolutely incredible. It is impossible for us to even understand how he overcame death and sin, weaknesses and pains, yet it is true, Christ overcame all. And even better, he did it for you and me individually, which means the beauty and the miracles and the blessings of his power Are yours and mine. Accessing the power of Jesus Christ begins with faith in Him. Faith is the first principle of the gospel, it is foundational. In a talk by President Nelson this last general conference, he said, Faith in Jesus Christ is the greatest power available to us in this life. All things are possible to them that believe. Oh, I love that statement, all things are possible. It brings me hope and excitement. In that same talk, President Nelson invited all church members to increase their faith. And when the prophet speaks, when he invites, we can know that it is important. So let's take a closer look at faith. Jesus Christ must be the center of our faith if we want salvation and eternal life. But in order to have faith, we don't have to have a perfect knowledge of Jesus Christ. We don't have to have seen him or know everything about him, his life, or his teachings. But at the same time, faith isn't just believing that Jesus Christ is real or knowing what he did. I mean, just think about it. Even Satan believes in the Savior and knows about him and his life. So, true faith is different than knowledge, and it's more than just belief. The scriptures are packed with references to faith. In the New Testament, we have the words of the Apostle Paul that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And an example from the Book of Mormon comes from Alma. If ye have faith, ye hope for things which are not seen, which are true. And of course, Let's go to the place that you already know is one of my favorite sources, the Bible Dictionary. The entry on faith is particularly packed with amazing and beautiful insights, beginning with this. Faith is to hope for things which are not seen, but which are true, and must be centered in Jesus Christ in order to produce salvation. Knowing something is true without question isn't faith, it's knowledge, Faith is different. It's not a full understanding or a sure knowledge. Faith is a hope, a hope for things and in things that we do not completely understand. That tells me that having questions and lacking knowledge are actually a part of faith, and learning this beautiful truth has brought me great relief. I used to feel kind of guilty whenever I had questions about the gospel, Satan had planted thoughts in my mind that led me to feel that I should never question anything church-related, that I should just believe it and do it. And while it really has never been in my nature to rebel against the gospel teachings or against the church, it still really bothered me whenever I had questions. I felt like I wanted to just push them away, ignore them, maybe just pretend they didn't exist because I thought they were a sign that I lacked faith and I just needed to believe harder or better or stronger. Over time and through life's experiences, I've actually come to see something different. True faith actually involves questions, and it involves agency. It happens when we have evidence that something is true, and then in spite of our questions and our uncertainties, in spite of lacking the sure knowledge We make the choice to believe. I now know that there's deep value in questioning, that not only can I have faith and still have questions, but having questions is an essential part of my faith, even a glorious part of my faith. Just think, even the restoration of the gospel and of the true church on the earth began with the questions of a young boy, Joseph Smith. Questions aren't a reason to give up your faith. They are actually motivation to seek more learning, more knowledge, and answers from our Heavenly Father. The fact that we have questions is not what should concern us. What should concern us is where we turn for our answers. It is crucial that we turn to sources of truth. And it is also crucial that we seek learning and knowledge and answers from with a desire to confirm our faith rather than to prove it wrong. This is the searching that will yield an increase in power and an increase in our faith in Jesus Christ. Let's talk about another powerful insight from the Bible Dictionary. Faith in Jesus Christ is more than belief, since true faith always moves its possessor to some kind of physical and mental action. Now, I really, really love this part because it tells me the difference in just believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, believing that he lived and believing that he atoned for my sins. It tells me the difference in belief and faith, and it tells me how I can know if I have faith. It tells me what will happen to me if I have faith. I will be moved to some kind of physical and mental action. Does your faith move you to physical and mental action? In 2017, President Nelson spoke about faith again. He said, Faith in Jesus Christ propels us to do things we otherwise would not do, and faith that motivates us to action gives us more access to his power. That means that if I believe that Jesus Christ lived and that he atoned for me, that he loves me, and that he still lives, I will act in ways that show my belief, and my actions of faith will result in more power coming into my life through Christ's atonement. I have felt an increase in the Savior's power coming into my life over the last year, and if I think about it, I can see that it has been because of my physical and mental actions of faith. Let me give you some examples. The first example is that I have felt increased love from and for the Savior as I have watched this series, The Chosen. If you haven't heard about it, The Chosen is a multi-season film series based on the life of Jesus Christ and the apostles. It has been life-changing for me. I know that may sound overly dramatic, but I'm being honest. I feel like I want to yell it from the rooftops. Hey, watch The Chosen! My husband and I recommend it to people all the time, so much so that when my kids are around me or my husband and we start talking about the chosen, they roll their eyes and think, here we go again. But the reason I want to tell everyone about it is because of the impact it has had on me. It was recommended to me, and if I'm being honest, I was initially kind of skeptical because it's not produced by the church. And maybe it sounds silly to say that I acted in faith, but that really is the way I see it. I acted in faith in a very small way, and I watched the first episode. Then I watched another and another because it impacted me so deeply. And because of this series, I have felt an increased focus in my heart and my mind on Christ, on his life, and on the lives of the people around him. And the Spirit has been able to teach me beautiful truths. I have received increased power. Another example of the power of Christ increasing in my life has happened as I have participated in Come Follow Me with the Doctrine and Covenants. It takes acting on faith to study, especially to do Come Follow Me in my family. I'll be honest, sometimes we sit around the table in the morning for like mm, a few minutes, and we take turns Reading the scriptures while we yawn, while we get breakfast, fight about who took my fork, who has my favorite pink pen, and hey, pass me my scriptures, who moved my bookmark, and what section are we on anyway? What I plan on being 20 minutes often lasts about three and a half. But in spite of this somewhat ugly and routine morning scenario, we do it anyway. We act in faith. And because of this action of faith, I have been personally blessed. I have been blessed this year with a greater understanding of the restoration of the Lord's true church on the earth, a greater understanding of the manner in which the Savior speaks to men and speaks to me specifically. My ability for personal revelation has been strengthened. I have received increased power. One more example of increasing the power of the savior in my life as I have acted in faith has been through experiencing challenges this past year. During part of the year, I went through a specific period of time where I had great anxiety. My worries and my fears led me to experience some anxiety attacks. I don't know how anxiety affects everyone, but I do know how it affects me, or at least how it did affect me during this time period. The anxiety attacks I experienced produced feelings of intense fear, and no matter how I reasoned in my mind, that fear was consuming. I felt I couldn't breathe. I felt like I was going to die, and even the comforting physical presence and tender words of my husband were not enough to calm my heart or take away my fears completely. There were difficult and dark moments, and especially hard nights. For me and my situation— I learned that I had to focus on Jesus Christ in these moments. These were mental actions of faith. I had to think about him. I had to trust him with my life, my heart, and my fears. It was a process of learning, but as I took actions of mental faith in these situations, I found relief and peace. And as a result of these actions, increased power, Has come into my life, the enabling power of the Savior. Think about your life. Can you think of actions that you take that you would not otherwise do if you did not have faith? Do you pray? Do you read your scriptures? Do you attend church? These things might all be things you do because of your family traditions or your family practices of faith. So let's actually look even a little deeper. Do you ever think about Jesus Christ during your day? Do you consider what he would do in a situation? Do you strive to be like him? Have you ever resisted temptation? Why did you resist? How do you treat others? Is that ever influenced by your belief in Christ? Do you treat others kindly even when you have been treated unfairly? Have you ever repented? Do you open your heart to personal revelation Do you ponder in the scriptures and try to apply them in your life? Do you turn to the Savior in your trials? All of these are actions of faith. Actions of faith that bring an increase of Christ's power into your life. So how does this relate to lust, immorality, and pornography? I mean, that's what this podcast is about, right? Why are we talking about faith here? Well, Because faith is the foundation of every other good thing. In President Nelson's talk, he said, everything good in life, every potential blessing of eternal significance begins with faith. So if every good thing begins with faith, then gaining power over lust, immorality, pornography, and any other sexual temptation has to be included in that. And it has to begin with faith. Faith in Jesus Christ. And there are specific actions of faith that will bring you added power in this fight. You can act in faith by becoming aware of lust in your life, by honestly looking at your heart and seeking to remove that lust. You can act in faith by confessing pornography use or sins of a moral nature to your bishop. And then you can act in faith again if you commit these same sins again. You can confess again of the very same things, because every confession is a blow to Satan. Every time you fall, every time you get back up and start over, every confession is a blow, a blow to Satan's power and an act of faith. You can act in faith by walking out of a movie, turning off a song, or deleting a damaging friendship on social media. You can act in faith when you choose to wear a modest swimsuit on a boating outing or to the pool even when your ch- friends choose differently. You can act in faith when you pray to seek personal revelation and learn how the Spirit speaks to you. You can act in faith when you're willing to talk about sexual intimacy with your parents or to get information from trusted sources. You can act in faith when you follow the prophet, even when his words are unpopular or uncool. And you can act in faith when you follow the guidelines in the for strength of youth. That pamphlet is powerful. It's called For the Strength of Youth, not for the imprisonment of youth or for the stupid rules that bind youth down, but actually for the strength of youth because following it will bring you strength, bring you added power, and following it is acting in faith. These are just some examples of how you can act in faith. And the Holy Ghost can help you come up with others that are personal to you and your own challenges and struggles. As you act in faith, your faith will increase and you will become a stronger disciple of Jesus Christ. One night, when one of my daughters was in high school, I came into her bedroom to say goodnight. I could see that she was feeling pretty upset. And so we began to talk. She told me all about the various things that were going on with her friends. She told me about some of their immoral choices and actions, and she described how alone she felt, alone in her standards, in her sexual purity, and in her desires and beliefs. She told me of the struggle it was, especially the emotional struggle that was going on inside of her to stay true to her beliefs and do what she knew was right. Then she looked at me and asked, Mom, when is it going to be worth it? Maybe you have had similar feelings and questions. When is living the gospel going to be worth it? When is, going to, when is it going to pay off? To stay morally clean? To go without pot, alcohol, iced coffees? To dress immodestly? When is it going to pay off to not cheat on tests and assignments? To tell the truth? And to follow those standards in the For Strength of Youth pamphlet. When is it going to pay off to listen and heed the words of the prophets? When all around it may appear that those who don't do any of these things are living a better and happier life. I told her then, and I will tell you now, that the answer to when is it going to pay off is right now. Now. Your actions of faith are bringing added power into your life right now, every day, even today, and every additional physical or mental action of faith you take will bring you increased power. That is the promise of a prophet of God, and it is my promise to you too. The enabling power of the Savior will strengthen you and help you to do what you could never do alone. I want to end with one last treasured truth from the Bible Dictionary. The truth that the Lord has shown us who He is and that He has every good attribute in perfect form. And then these are the exact words from the Bible Dictionary. So as to enable the mind of man to place confidence in Him without reservation. The Savior Jesus Christ is someone we can have faith in without holding anything back, without wondering if he'll come through, without wondering if his promises are sure, if he loves us, without wondering if he knows us. Yes, we can have confidence in him without reservation. I invite you to discover your faith in Jesus Christ, to act on this faith, to look for ways to increase your faith, and then to watch for the increased power of his atonement to come into your life in ways you never imagined. Today's Truth Takeaways Jesus Christ is the answer to every trial, every challenge, and every struggle we face. Accessing the power of Christ begins with faith in him. Questions and agency are essential parts of faith. Perfect knowledge is not. True faith always moves its possessor to some kind of physical and mental action. Acting on faith gives us increased access to Christ's power. We can have confidence in Jesus Christ without reservation. Let's return back to our first question. What is the personal message that God has for you today? Is he inviting you to learn more about a specific truth, to make a change, or to take a specific action? As you act on the truths you have learned, greater power will come into your life, the power and strength to follow Jesus Christ. I can't wait to hear what you do. You can let me know on Facebook and Instagram at Armed With Truth Podcast. Keep coming back. Heavenly Father has so much more in store for you here on Armed With Truth. for joining me here today on armed with truth as we learn truth together we become more valiant disciples of the lord and savior jesus christ a stronger part of his battalion and a truly sin-resistant generation